Hey everyone, my online course on the rehabilitation of the fitness athlete with Dan Pope is on sale this week. If you want to work with higher level fitness athletes and help people get back into the gym after an injury, this is the course for you. Head to MikeRandall.com slash fitathlete to learn more and sign up this week. On this episode of the Ask Mike Reinhold Show, we talk about personal training certifications for PT students. We talk about self-myofascial release for the front of your shoulder. And we talk about frickin' laser beams. The Ask Mike Reinhold Show. Helping people feel better, move better, and perform better. Welcome back, everybody, to the latest episode of the Ask Mike Reynolds Show. I am here up in Boston at Champion PT and Performance, the new, the new and improved, the new Champion PT and Performance. This is the first episode here, yeah. right? Yeah. So it looks exactly the same, right? So we just have a little extra width. <laughs> so there's more going on over there that you guys can't see, but um, maybe maybe we'll do a podcast episode where we give you guys a tour and stuff in the future. Uh, but uh, yeah, no, we're back here. Uh, we're here with uh, Lenny McCrina. Oh wait, Lenny, oh. Lenny's late for work. Oh today oh oh, oh look who's oh, coming in the door right now we're just talking about you oh, Len. look at it look at it. just got a cup of coffee we're not doing a podcast right when he's late for work uh, uh, yeah exactly yeah up after nine holes of golf I, <laughs> they wouldn't let me play through try to get 18 what, in. Len, what do you got in your bag right there is that did you have to stop on you the way here, I had to stop and get coffee. We, <laughs> Lenny, don't want, we don't want to date the episode. <laughs> L- L- Lenny has the world's largest bag of Sour Patch Kids hanging out of his uh, thing. Maybe left over from a recent holiday <laughs> in some recent time. <laughs> so with, what? What an episode! We're in the new champion. Lenny's late for work, and we want to introduce Dan Pope. So we have a new physical therapist with us here, champions. Uh, Dan Pope is just a stud. Uh, many of you probably know him online already, but uh, physical therapist. Um, strength coach, uh, personal trainer in, in, in his background, CrossFit athlete, uh, just overall a good person. Oh, yeah. Was that was that good? Uh, great, that's over. pretty good. Yeah, great. Good over. description. Uh, it's got a, a fantastic yeah, website that I've been reading for years. How long have you been doing it? Probably for fitness pain free about six. Probably about eight years total with all the blog stuff I've been doing. Something. Yeah, I de- yeah, I, de- I definitely remember that. So, uh, fitnesspainfree.com, right? That's it. Yeah. Is, uh, is Dan Pope's uh, medium. Um, good stuff. But um, we, oh, geez, we also have a new student. This oh, is what an episode. This is like the new episode, right? So we have Chris, Chris Cutsale. Sorry, Close. Close. <laughs> the students get me every time. Chris Cutsale from the University of Delaware here. So right. this we've had a past Delaware student, right? We haven't. We just. I've just been anticipating Chris Maybe, for yeah. so it's long. Been a long time in the making. Right. So, just we wanted to celebrate the 2016 World Series, and his nickname we've decided is Coco Chris, mm. uh, in uh, and to, to celebrate Coco with the Indians um, in this year's World Series. But uh, Coco Chris is here joining us as well. So, uh, you guys want to get started? And Dave Tilly. I didn't introduce Dave, okay. but whatever. I got excited. We had lots of new stuff. So, news. so. <laughs> Terrible. I'm so. actually fired. Now I should have warned you to. I should have warned you to faster. Hey, you, you just got to come on time, Dave. That's all you need I to do. You come on time. <laughs> all right, Chris. What do we got? Let's go episode one. What do we got? Betty from Massachusetts. I own a private practice and I'm considering purchasing a laser. Do you have a preference for type of laser? Betty. Betty from Massachusetts. Betty is going to purchase a 
freaking laser beam. <laughs> I would get it with a shark. With a freaking <laughs> shark on it. Um, so, I mean, we use laser here at, at, at Champion. In fact, I've used laser almost my whole career. I've probably used like a dozen different lasers. The first one we had, do you remember that? Were you around for that? The first one we had was huge. I felt like this was like the 1970s computers. It had like a mainframe like this big. We had to put it in a back room in one of the recheck rooms and like wear these crazy goggles. I guess you're still supposed to wear goggles, but whatever. Yeah, we, I, we I felt like we had to then. To, and we had to bring people in the back and like we had this super secret squirrel new therapy thing. This is in the 90s though, I think, but like I, literally the machine was like this big and we had to like store it somewhere. It was crazy. Um, so we went from that to a bunch of different devices. I think we actually took a step back and did a whole lot less powerful lasers for a while and now we're getting more powerful again. So, um, yeah, Especially before Champion, have like, you used laser? I did not in my old clinic. Yeah. Very little. For like Achilles, plantar fasciitis stuff. Yeah. Um, I know some research backed that up, but otherwise not not much. Right. Yeah. You know, this stool goes up and down, you know, I'm just trying right. to go lower. Just, no, I'm just, 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 I'm just I, I like the vantage point of looking down at you. That's awesome. Power position. <laughs> Welcome to the show, Dan. This was me for the last eight months. So have, used to it. have you used laser? Did you? Not at my old clinic, no. Do, do you guys, yeah, I mean, we played around with it at clinical. But. What do you learn about laser in school? Similar to what Pope was saying, yeah, just research only on Achilles and plantar fasciitis is all we really covered. So that we had a presenting it, though, which is great. Yeah, we had a yeah. production on the presented yeah. dosage things like that. I, I've, I've always really liked it. And I, I, for me, it's about do patients say they like it? Do they come back? Do they speak of it? And they really do. Like They I, they don't for stuff like ultrasound and mm. TENS and stuff, but they really say they like the laser. That um, needling. Those yeah. are two modalities yeah. that I feel like people really... Yeah, they say something they say like, something and, and, and we we got yeah. we have to really add that. Like, there's a reason they're saying that. It's interesting. But um, I first started using it. Well, I've, I've been using it for a while, but I started using it more extensively. I actually bought one with the Red Sox at one time to control blisters. So a lot of research with lasers is in wound healing. So we had a particular uh, pitcher that had a lot of blisters with the Florida Marlins in the early part of his career. Let you figure that out, right? And uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he. Um, um, you know, like probably went like 150 innings a year uh, because he kept getting blisters over and over again. So we started this laser protocol with that to try to get his skin to just heal faster in between starts. Uh, and it worked like crazy successfully. He, one time he had a cut on his finger and we did it and it healed probably twice as fast as any of his other cuts. And I know I'm making that up. That's anecdotal information, but it was noticeable. So we started saying, well, gee, it goes way deeper than superficial. Let's start doing more than wound care. And we started doing it on everybody's shoulders in between starts. And we just found it super helpful. So now we use it on everybody because it's so quick. It's it's like it's not the only negative for you to buy it in your private practice. Go back to your question: is the cost <laughs> and it, what's your return on your investment? But you know, I don't know how much of a marketing ploy it is. Like, will you get more patients from it? But I know for me, I think it's a very valuable thing. So, um, so we use the light cure laser, and the reason why I bring that up is I've used we've talked about this. I've used like a dozen lasers. The light cure laser is definitely been my favorite. Uh, it's super powerful. I'll let Lenny talk about it because I know he has some of this research. It's super powerful um, um, and we just found that it's uh, people it, People think they get better results from it. <laughs> yeah. So Len, the, help like, me. The, again, we get, I don't get anything from like Coke, but like we have their laser that we definitely like. That's our, probably our number one, like Mike mentioned. I've used other ones. It's 3B, class 4 lasers, different classes of lasers. This is a class 4 it's the most powerful that we can use in in PT. Um, you got to use goggles and all that stuff. There is a, a heat source that is that results from it. Um, 
But also, I think, keep in mind the depth of penetration of the laser. It's 10 times as strong as most of the lasers that are out there. So Because it's a class 4. Because it's a class 4. So the depth of penetration is going to go deeper into the tissue. It's going to be a wider surface area. You can get um, more of a cellular response, which is basically what the laser is doing. Not to get into the chemistry of the laser. I know, Betty, your question was, should you get one? <laughs> I think if you can market it and you can and get, and get results that we're getting and market it as an ancillary part of your practice to also do you know exercise and, and getting people back to the sport that I definitely think you should go after it um, people pay cash in other facilities where cash based so it's, it's part of the, the program that we give but you can maybe charge 25 30 40 dollars whatever you think your market is I think that's the going rate um, in what's out there for PT that like if you can get your return on your investment that I think you should highly consider it um, you know they have leasing programs. I don't know. I, I don't work for like you, but you, you can lease. Sounds like you, you do. Into all this stuff. Yeah, exactly. I think I was a rep. But it's not just a, a, a big expense in the beginning. They have other ways that you can get it into your practice and try to get a return on your investment. But I think the research, does, as Mike mentioned and Dan mentioned, you know, a ten, Achilles tendinopathy is one thing that's out there. Um, lateral condylitis. There's a ton of stuff on uh, circulation, blood flow to an area is uh, significantly improved using the laser versus not. So that's one, uh, I guess, one point that you could at least tell your clients is we're getting increased blood flow. We know blood flow helps with healing. This is getting to be a long-winded answer, but I think overall <laughs> I would recommend it, look into it. I think it could be a good ancillary service for your practice. And just to reiterate, there's, Nailed it. there's, there's, that was the very <laughs> spokesman. Long, uh, yes, the, the, next there, is re- there is research. And I think that's the important part. There's research that shows ligaments heal faster. There's research of increased blood flow. There's research on wound care that it heals faster. Definitely wound care, like it's, you mentioned. With the it's coming out. The research is coming. It's, it's, it's part of it. And there we're, is research. We're pro-laser if you can justify it. Question two. Thanks. Coco, let's do this, Coco. <laughs> Lisa from Virginia. I will hopefully be attending physical therapy school in the near future, but I was wondering about your thoughts on whether obtaining a personal training or corrective exercise specialist certification would be beneficial and worth it in making myself be as knowledge as possible in this field. Thanks. I, I like So, Dan, you took maybe a flip-flopper uh, approach. You were a personal trainer and did these sorts of things beforehand that went back to PT school. What would you say to a PT student? Is it worth getting a personal training certification or a corrective exercise? I think so. Um, <clears throat> I'm biased. Obviously, I was a personal trainer for a few years before I went to uh, physical therapy school. Um, I And then I just moved to your facility, obviously. We used to see a lot of students, and the students are generally the strongest were the people that were um, personal trainers beforehand. Oh, interesting. A really strong exercise base, and I think that carried over really well. Um, when, I guess, uh, it was DCCEs, and the people that come in from other universities, um, they would always ask how they can improve the programs. One of the biggest things I'd say is that I think you guys need to be a little bit better about your exercises. Mm-hmm. I just felt like the personal trainers were better at that. Um, however, I think just right. getting the certification is probably not good enough. You probably need to practice a little bit, train some people, train yourself. Right. So. That's a great uh, well point. Said. Well said. I think going through PT school, especially even myself, this was a while ago, but my weakness coming up was how to prescribe exercise. I think we learned the basis of like injury and we learned the bit like ACL and rotated cuff, we learned anatomy, but I think like how to prescribe exercise and the progressions was a huge, huge weakness of me and my classmates. We just didn't know what was out there. What do you do until you got to your CI and then you just basically were a 
you learn mimic yeah. learn on the fly. Yeah, right. learn on the fly. Yeah, so yeah. if you, you had that base behind you, yeah. that's definitely super helpful. I feel like in rehab, uh, our negative is we, we learn like phase one of exercise really, really well. Right. And we've talked about it a lot in our, some of our champion products that we've talked about, like bridging the gap, is there's so much more past like two sets of 10 straight leg raises. You know, so I, I think the most powerful thing that Dan said right there is, is to answer your question is obtaining the certification is useless. It's obtaining the experience as right. a personal trainer that is probably useful. Absolutely. You know, and the same thing goes with corrective exercise. Just getting letters or certification after your name is, is fairly useless if, if you're not, you don't have a chance to apply it and use it. Yeah, I think that, you know, we're really good, like you said, phase one of pushing the pathology part of rehab, like when to stress tissue, when to progress to exercises, but we do really bad at like knowing the rules of hypertrophy and stuff to safely push somebody before we let them go wherever. You know, and I think I've seen a lot of clinics where people just about got there, but the therapist didn't understand like, hey, this is okay to be uncomfortable. Like a little bit of like discomfort is fine when you exercise. This is what we want. We want you to be a little uncomfortable and get stronger and adapt. And I think that therapists as a whole, unless they have that experience, don't know like this is a good pain. This is a normal right, response. Right. So we're, and we're getting better. We're getting we are, better. Absolutely. We're getting better. There's, you know, a lot of people are talking about that. You know, we've talked about it a bunch in our champion products. Uh, our friend Dan Lorenz in Kansas City, great guy, terrible football team. Um, just, great uh, so great, yeah. <laughs> just wanted to throw that out there. Uh, 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 it does a great job with some of this, like speaking of the sports section events. So definitely check those out. And those might be and there's some great new research growing. coming out from the sports section on the physical therapists who want to learn more, like an overview of periodization models for rehab. So yeah. there's some good stuff coming out. Got Got to learn it, but don't don't just get a certification for no reason. Yeah. Coco? Brian from Chicago. Hi, guys. I wanted to touch on the topic of self-mind fascial release using a cross ball or stick specifically for a pitcher. I've heard from a calling of Mike's to avoid the anterior shoulder long head of the biceps because it prevents more of an anterior glide. Is the short head of the biceps okay to use tissue work or maybe the actual muscle belly of the biceps okay? Are there any areas a pitcher may want to avoid? And lastly, what areas are fair game to go ahead and do tissue work on? Alright, so self-myofascial release, anterior shoulder. I think we can nail this one fairly quick. Um, the reason why we do it has nothing to do with the function or whatever he said, anterior glide or something like that. That's like trying to be way too complicated. The reason why you don't do self-myofascial release there is there's nothing there. There's nothing to release. So you have a huge tendon that's right there that's superficial with a bone underneath with nothing else. So it's not like you're you're doing a foam roll on your hamstring. You're taking a lacrosse ball. You're smashing your biceps tendon into your humerus. So that's the reason why we don't do self myofascial release to the anterior shoulders. There's there's really nothing there. So uh, you know that's certainly not what you want to release. I'd, you can definitely do self myofascial release on your biceps to try to kind of reduce some tone and, and get your biceps to feel a little bit better. But just smashing right here because you have pain there is just going to make more pain. It has nothing to do biomechanically. It's just that there's nothing there. Right? Correct. Correct. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if we're going to hit good. into your shoulder, maybe hit a little <coughs> pack, like, kind of meat. I usually tell my clients. Yeah, like, meat. Hit the meat. Well don't, said. Don't hit the bone. You say that? I, don't, yeah. I haven't heard I, you I've say that. I've never heard you say that. <laughs> uh, I'm it's usually, usually outside. Usually outside. I like that. It's on Friday. Hit the meat, not the bone. Hit the meat, not the bone. Forget about it. <laughs> All right. Crazy episode. All right. Big episode. Wow. Lots of good questions. Lots of new stuff Power going episode. on. Coco, good good job on yeah, your first one. Dan, good yeah. job on your first Dan. one. Right Len, thanks for thanks for making Len, time in your day to join us. The golf course. <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> I can stop past you. I'm out here. All right, we'll see you guys on the next episode. Go to MikeReynolds.com, click on the podcast link, ask us some awesome questions, and we'll keep answering away. See you guys. 
Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. If you have a question you'd like us to answer, head to MikeRinald.com slash podcast and fill out the form to submit your question. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcast. And please share this with your friends to help spread the word. It would really mean so much to us. Please check out all my online courses, articles, newsletter, and more at MikeRinald.com. There's always a ton of great perks for my newsletter subscribers. And be sure to check for my other podcast, the Sports Physical Therapy Podcast, where I go deep into topics and interview leaders within our field. See you on the next episode.